Hey everybody, thanks for tuning into The Logo with Logan Schakowsky. If you haven't yet heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. First of all, it's free, and the best part, you can record right from your device with no equipment needed. Invite friends to join without meeting face-to-face, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimal listenership. There are creation tools that allow you to edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And Anchor will distribute your podcast so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything that you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm today. Good luck. Now let's cover the draft. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Logo. Today, we have a group of guests on the show um, that none of them need an introduction, but I'm going to give them one anyway. A couple of them have been on the show before. Um, but one of them is making his debut on the podcast. Um, first, we're going to introduce Kyle Coleman. You may remember Kyle as the owner of 4U Sounds. Kyle, how are you? Oh, I'm pretty good, you know, chilling out virtually. Yeah, and I hear you have a special offer out there for uh, healthcare workers. You want to plug that real quick? Yeah, absolutely. So um, with my DJ business, 4U Sounds, we are offering 10% to all healthcare workers. So that's both medical, emotional, any kind of um, – you know, healthcare workers there there are, whether you're a nurse, doctor, therapist, whatever, we're doing whatever we can to help those who are really working hard during this crisis. Wow, that's totally a great, a cool thing, man. I'm going to leave the link to that um, on this podcast whenever I put it up. Uh, next, we have Terrain Myricks. He is also a host of another podcast known as Alcoholitics. Terrain, how you doing? I'm doing well. How about yourself? I'm, I'm doing a, as good as a person can be with the situation that's going on in the world. Right <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Next up, we have Josh Martin. Now, Josh has been on the episode before. Um, you might remember him talking a lot about Penn State football and his favorite team, the Philadelphia Eagles, which we'll get into today. We actually have a bit of a rivalry going on between Terrain and Josh. We'll get into that later with their favorite teams. But, Josh, how are you? I'm doing fine. Just uh, trying to stop from going insane from staying at home all the time. So, but other than that, I'm doing pretty good. Yeah, totally. Um, so before we get into the actual draft itself and and our teams and what we thought of how our teams did, um, I don't know if you guys watched, but I just want to let you guys know, like I was really, I enjoyed the draft this year, just the way that they put it on with everything going on in the world. I don't know what you guys thought about it, but I really enjoyed the way that they were able to do it with everything that was happening. I like the virtual thing they did. That was actually pretty neat. I did, I did kind of miss the actual fans booing the commissioner, like in yeah. live time, instead of just doing it virtually, that was kind of sucked. But other than that, it was pretty good for me. Yeah, definitely. Now, uh, Terrain and Kyle, I don't know. Did you guys watch uh, the first round at all? Did you guys get to check out like, how it went down and stuff like that oh absolutely i i I really enjoyed the first round um there were definitely some shake-ups i i was shocked by a few yeah totally i'm gonna be uh super honest i uh in, in this was the first year that like a lot of the time i'll have the draft on in like the background and not really care too much about what's happening until a cowboys pick happens um and this year was no exception uh, so this all kind of worked out for me where I'm like, oh, cool. I don't have to watch. I don't really give a shit about what's going on in, in like 
in in person. Like I don't, I just don't care. So like, just give me my pick. Tell me if I should be angry or or happy about it, and let me go about my go about my business. <laughs> <laughs> I'll yeah, get I'll get into good. that later too with the Eagles. So uh, I was kind of a little bit I was kind of a bit Jay surprised was... with some of the stuff that they got too. <laughs> I yeah. think we all I think we're all surprised at the second round pick. But we'll talk about that in a, in a, in a yeah. Bit. Got the quarterback of the future. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. But yeah, what I can say is I, I really enjoyed it. Um, I enjoyed listening to a lot of the stories, um, but I think a lot of it was overdone in that aspect. Because you already have so many negatives going on, and then we're hearing all these stories about these players. Like, well, they're great stories. Like, one person donated, like, their kidney to help save their baby sister, and other, like, another person had a family member who was a police officer who, like, committed suicide. And, like, while those stories are, like, yeah, like, they're emotional, but I really didn't feel that they needed to be put into this aspect, so to speak. I don't know what your guys' thoughts are on that. All right, Logan, coming out against giving kidneys. Got it. Good. <laughs> good, good, good. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, that's where we are in the world. All right. <laughs> so. <laughs> Moving on. We're going to completely deny that entire comment that was just made. No. Logan was trying to sentimental, and then Tyree just went completely 180. He's like, yep, okay, we're going. We're moving on. <laughs> Can't wait exactly. until the end of the episode. <laughs> yeah. We're going to get started here. Um, obviously, there was a lot of shakeups in the first round. Of course, Joe Burrow going number one overall. Um, shocker. I, mean, I thought this was a great fit for him. Uh, that wasn't a shocker. I mean, no, it wasn't a shocker at all. I was before he even started. What do you guys just predict for his future? Like, Do you think he's going to work out well with the system he's in? Who wants to go first? Jermaine, you want to start? I'll, I'll go. I, I don't. I don't necessarily know. Um, just for the sheer fact that it's it's there. He's on the bangle. So you're in a situation where you're like, okay, I I I'm first overall. I have all the talent in the world, but he's still stuck in an, an organization that like hasn't won a playoff game for an incredibly long amount of time. I I, I will say that it's great that they were able to keep uh, AJ Green on um on the roster, but. Mm-hmm. Overall, you're looking at a team, uh, especially in offense, with not that much, uh, not that much talent, not that many weapons for him to use. So you're you're kind of hoping that this guy is the one who is able to, um, you know, make that magic happen without too many people around him. We're gonna have to see if that's gonna be something that's that's possible for him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Come, you come up with a good point. It's it's good that the good got. Joe Burrow, like the Bengals did, but they need people around him and to protect them. If they don't have an offensive line like he did when he was at LSU, at, at, at LSU, he had probably one of the best offensive lines in college football. That's why he was able to get those passes off when he did. But if he doesn't have that protection like he did in college, I don't see him doing very well. His potential is unlimited. He is, he, he'll do great things, but he has to have the right people around him. And Personally, I don't really know the Bengals organization that well. I don't really follow them. But from what I've seen when I do watch them is that they're not very good. Their offensive line's not very good. Their only real good guy they have on there right now is A.J. Green, just like Tyree just talked about. I think that's the only good thing that he has going for him. They need to get I – I don't know exactly their whole draft list that they got this year, but if they got some offensive line – that would be a very helpful thing for him and Joe Burrow. 
Well, and, and that's right. that's what surprises me here. I'm looking at, at the draft picks. Obviously, Joe Burrow, number one. Second round, they, they kind of took uh, T. Higgins, which I, I felt like there was still some better options out there. Not a bad pick overall at number 33. But then they went linebacker, linebacker, defensive end, and they didn't pick up any offensive linemen until round six with pick 180. I just I yeah, feel like, I Kansas. Yeah, I feel like they just they didn't set Joe Burrow up for a successful year. I think he is gonna he's gonna take some licks. He's gonna get some bruises. This is not gonna be a good start to his career. I don't I I, I agree wholeheartedly. The, the one thing that they no. needed to get was a very good like so not not a whole offensive line, obviously. You can't spend your entire four or eight picks on offensive line. That's just ridiculous. But to go all the way to the sixth round to get an offensive lineman, that's just – I don't agree with that at all. That's just something but, they needed. Now, Kyle, I totally disagree with you. I actually like that – I like D. Higgins a lot, actually. I actually had him projected as the second receiver behind C.D. Lamb. Which Wait, what? Probably the most – I did. I had him second behind C.D. Lamb. I, I really like T. Higgins. Now, that's not just me being a Clemson guy. I just liked the the way he performed and stuff like that. So I thought that that was a definitely good a good pickup, especially at thirty three, which is where they got him to match up with AJ Green on the other side to get a little bit of pressure off of AJ. So now you have two weapons to go to. And well, and and they still got John Ross to to create some space here. But I feel like if you want T Higgins, you could have picked him up later in the exact same round because a, a lot of people had him closer to the sixth like overall receiver, which went r- roughly in the middle of the uh, second round. They could have traded down and got some draft capital here if that's the guy they really wanted. And I feel like they just kind of missed a- an opportunity. The only plus side they have is, you know, they have a first-round pick from last year, um, their tackle that actually got injured early in the season, and he's coming back healthy. So we don't really know what he's going to be able to do yet. But I don't know. I, just, I don't think the Bengals have enough. I, I think this is a middle road, middle of the road team. I think it will. It's not going to change in one draft. It's going to go for multiple multiple to. years. It has to. I've never seen a team fix their their entire all their problems in one draft. Well, that's but, you, uh, you obviously weren't watching the Carolina Panthers draft. <laughs> so here we go. So here we go. Before we get into our actual teams drafts, um, I want to go through a couple more things that actually caught my eye. The next surprise to me was the fourth overall pick with the Giants taking Andrew Thomas. Now, while <laughs> while they do need a lineman, I felt that that wasn't the right move. I thought that it could have got a worse from Iowa that uh, the 49ers ended up getting, which that was or the yeah the Buccaneers ended up yeah. getting. Sorry, um, but. I thought that was a reach to pick him that high. Um, yeah, worse or Willis? <laughs> like what? What are yeah. the Giants doing? I, I have. No this idea. is well, another year where the Giants decided that they had their pick and they didn't care what was going to happen for that pick. Like <laughs> they, they last time they were like, guys, we're getting Daniel Jones, and they're like. Right, but we can get him later. Shouldn't we just wait till the? No, 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 no. no. We're getting him now. Like that's okay, what I agree happened with that. Right that, that like, I totally agree. But the one thing they needed was definitely an offensive tackle. I wouldn't have gone with the guy from Georgia. Just saying, but they definitely needed an offensive tackle 
or some, something on the offensive line because Daniel Jones and Peyton and not uh, Peyton Eli, excuse me, they got <laughs> wrecked last year. I mean, they, they they were getting hit left and right on both sides on on on, on both sides of uh, of the offensive line on the left and right tackle. So I the fact that they got an offensive tackle was actually a good thing to me, but I wouldn't have went with the guy from Georgia. What's his name? Andrew Thomas. I don't think I would have went with him, but at least they got the right position in my mind. There there are worse picks they could have made here. Like oh yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah, and I their counterpart in New York, the Jets, actually got Makai Becton, who I had as a really good like that's another tackle. I agree. I had. But uh, yeah. Thomas to me is um, is maybe number number four, number five. I mean, this, yeah, yeah, this whole maybe. draft was just it was very deep at tackle. You can get you could have got quality tackles in the third round still. Yeah, and, and the Jets did. They actually picked up another tackle in the third round. So let's move a little bit off of tackles and let's go to the guy that the tackles are protecting. At number five, Miami, Tua. they take Tua Tagovailoa, um, which they've tanked for Tua now for two years. That was a big thing on Twitter and stuff. Tanked for Tua. Um, I, I really like this pickup here. I think that's a really good fit for him. And I really like the draft that Miami had. Eh. No. <laughs> The thing that confuses me, though, is that he is injury prone. That's the one that was the one big thing in my mind. He had a really bad hit. I know he's fully recovered from it, but you never fully recover from a hip surgery or those ankle surgeries that he's had. And he like how many weeks did he have that ankle surgery until he got back to Alabama? Like what? For what, what, a month? Was it? Yeah. About, about that. that? I. I, I, I just don't see him doing that well. I don't. I, I wish I could see him doing it well. But I don't know what Miami's full draft list was. Did they get any offensive line for him or not? Um, I, I don't remember off the top of my head. I don't have their list in front of me. I just had the key pickups that they uh, – The Dolphins uh, did not pick up – well, sorry, that's not true. You're right. In the first round, they picked up an offensive tackle for him. Later yeah. on, they also picked up a couple of guards. So they yeah. definitely – they did get protection for him. Okay, that's uh, – that, that was the one thing that they need. If they wanted to pick up Tua – they needed to protect him because they know what it's like when he gets hit hard, he gets injured. Well, I, I, this might be like blasphemy, but I don't even see him starting. No, he's either. not going to start. I see it's Fitz, I baby. Either. It's always Fitz. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, until he's going to score behind Fitz. And, and then Fitz him. is going to throw six interceptions. They're going to put two in, and then it's game, game over from there. They're going down. Yeah. Can I just point out? Fitzpatrick is like the only quarterback in the league besides maybe Jameis Winston. We are like, I'm not sure if this guy's going to throw six touchdowns or six picks in this one game. I just don't know what it's going to be. He's hot and cold. So, Kyle, it brings you to to your Panthers' first pick. What what do you think of Dude, I think the Panthers absolutely killed this draft. Um, They're like the first team in history of the common draft to use all of their picks on defense. <laughs> Every last one went to one side. <laughs> <of the world. laughs> 
but um, I, I'm actually not upset about it because they, they addressed a lot of issues in the offseason um, for, for offense. You know, they, they went out, they got a tackle, they, they got a quarterback, not necessarily the guy I would have wanted, but they, they got people that can play. So they, Who's the quarterback, Kyle? Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy. Oh, okay. Okay, there so, you go. Okay. It's a solid it's a solid start. Then they yeah. they went out on in round 1, number 7, they got who I I thought was the absolute second best defensive player in this draft. Hands down. I truly believe that. I know there was a lot of fans out there that were really upset they passed up Isaiah Simmons at number 7, but I think they made the right choice here in getting the interior lineman from Auburn, Derek Brown. He is just a monster. Also to compliment, also to compliment Derek Brown, they got Gross Matos from Penn State Absolutely. in the second round. Those two will go in tandem very well with each other. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if you watch Penn State football, but oh, absolutely. Matos, he has arm length. He has speed. He has exactly what you want at the offense on 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 the defensive end. The, he's like a he's like a lesser like very lim, like I want to say he's a lesser version of Chase Young because Chase Young's freaking unreal. He he but, reminds uh, me of um honestly Matos reminds me of a Julius Peppers. I was just about to say that. Yeah, I was just who, about to say was, that. And he, who was he, drafted? He's by going the to be really good there. Go ahead. Sorry. I was Peppers was drafted by the Panthers when he first came in the league, so this this fits right up their alley. The mm-hmm. the front. The front four of the Carolina Panthers are now sitting at Matos Brown, KK Short, and Brian Burns. Like we we have a scary front four all of a sudden. You do, you do. You have a well, especially with Kinkley retiring, which hurt. That kind of caught me off guard a little bit. They had to replace that type of uh, power on that side of the ball, and they definitely did that with, especially with going all. I don't know how many picks they had, like nine or ten. But seven picks all on defense. Yeah, that they completely revamped their defense. It, it's a young team. It's it's a fast it's, defense now. It's a fast though. Matos is freaking like he has a motor. Yeah, I, 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 the, out of the three years I watched him play, that's the one thing that he's had. He can get to the quarterback so darn fast, it's ridiculous. Well, you're gonna need that. Look at look who's in the vision. Like you got Tom Brady coming in, you got Drew Brees, you got Matt Ryan, three Hall of Famers in that same division. You're gonna need that defense. And like you mentioned, Matt Roll had one thing in mind when he came in, and that was absolutely the damn defense. And that's, that's exactly what he did. What he did. So. Especially like if he has like uh, if he has Tom Brady and what's the other guy you said? Drew Brees, has, uh, and Matt Ryan, Drew Brees, and, and Matt, Matt Ryan. Ryan. They're all pocket passers. Yeah, the vast majority of them. They won't run, especially Tom Brady. He won't run. Drew Brees, I can so see him Brady, running, and get... Matt Ryan, I can see him running a little bit, but they're 90% of the time those guys will throw inside the pocket, and that is exactly what you want with those four. That's the thing. With those four guys on the front line, you can back seven up. Well, we're going to need to. Our, our coverage is not very good. Mm-hmm. But if you have those four blitzing all the time and they and and the, and the offensive line can't cover them, and and you have seven in the back, I don't care how good of a quarterback you are. When you have seven defensive backs there covering your wide receivers, it's hard to throw the ball. The way I don't I, care who you are. The way I see it is we're not winning the division, but we're we're no longer 
only winning two games. I see them get into the wild card. Maybe. <laughs> it's possible. Maybe. It's possible. Maybe. A slight possibility. <laughs> Love it. Way, way to be positive there, Kyle. Positive. Hey, we can win three. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. All right. So, Terrain. Yeah. Cowboys, man. Picking up the best receiver out there, CD, to match up with Amari. Amari I will say Okay, all right. Let's let's calm down, bro. Um, I would say this. I uh, I I was I I when I when you hear Jerry Jones gets to draft by himself in his home, you think, oh, oh no, this is going to be really bad. We're in a lot of trouble. Um, I would. Sorry to interrupt, but he was on a, a yacht. You're right. You're right. He, <laughs> he was on a yacht. That was the greatest. Uh. The greatest draft room ever. Oh no, you're you're absolutely right. Um, but I will say, I will say wholeheartedly, I came out of the draft feeling feeling hopeful and happy about what happened. CD Lamb in the first round is a great choice. Uh, great receiver out of Oklahoma. Um, can definitely uh, help sp- uh, help spread the field with uh, with you got uh, Gallup, who's who's a, a underrated great receiver and Amari mm-hmm. Cooper who's a who's a big threat no matter what. Then you get Diggs in the second in the second yeah. round um to replace Byron uh, to replace Jones. I I think that's a I think that's a good pickup as well. We we definitely needed we always we always tend to need help um in the corner position or somewhere in the secondary. Um we were able to get some some good names there. I, I really do think that overall the Dallas Cowboys did a did a great job in the draft. They they I were think- able to grab that steal in the second they didn't do anything that was incredibly stupid it was it was good it all all in all went very well i think when when, when and, i saw when i saw that they drafted cd lamb i was like they have the best wide receiving core in the nfl now yeah i, I mean i mean i think sure, that's I mean, fair. one of the top i mean one of the top not the top but one of the top but i'll tell i'll tell you what that that addition with cd lamb that's going to be hard to cover with Amari Cooper and Gallup all on the field at the same time, with Ezekiel with Elliott in the backfield, that's yeah. going to be hard. It's it's going they, to be very very hard to cover. Not to, they made I'm a situation where it's like so hard to play defense against this team because they could run it down your throat with Zeke the entire time. They absolutely could. But Dak Prescott, though you know not always as accurate as I'd like. Stats wise, he is fucking fantastic. He has the accuracy to get the ball to where it needs to be with some receivers who are great at catching the ball, who are great at getting sideline sideline catches, keeping the toes in. Like they, they are. There is a there. The offense of the Dallas Cowboys is is not something you'd want to go against as a defense. Yeah, unless unless you can get back to Dak pretty fast. That's the only. The one thing I did see Dak do that I seen him have a tendency of doing, he sits in the pocket too long. That's the one thing yeah, I've noticed. Well, that's because he's that's because he he he's been spoiled by his offensive line where they're like, oh fuck it, take ten minutes back there. You're fine. You can do whatever you want. Well, guess what? Now he doesn't have that offensive line anymore. Well, actually, now that you mention it, um, Travis Frederick. I don't know. He he had to retire early yeah. due to an illness, but. They picked up, in my opinion, a really good player, and I think it was that sixth round. Tyler, it was the fourth game. round. Tyler, uh, Tyler from Wisconsin. Tyler, um, Beatus. I can't remember the yeah, last. Yeah, that's what yeah, it was. Yeah, 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 fourth round. But yeah, that's a really good pickup for yeah. Travis Frederick. There, I mean. All in all, I think the Cowboys had probably one of the top three drafts, like 
this was great. They had an excellent Agreed. draft. They did Agreed. do a very good draft. Now, Josh, if I'm your Eagles, I, I, I'm <laughs> oh, let's talk about it, Cowboys. Yeah, but but I'm worried about what mindset you guys are thinking. You have Jordan Jefferson still on the board, and you guys take Rieger from TCU. Now, this is not to to second guess Rieger. He's a great talent. But you have Jefferson. I was I was very shocked by it. Let's just say that I was very shocked. I wasn't I wasn't disappointed at all. Reader is a very he's fast. He is a speedster. If he if you get him to second and third levels, you're not catching him. That's the one thing he has to catch. uh, (laughs) Now now the. He has to have somebody who can throw him the ball. Carson's getting hurt too much, and Jalen yeah. just runs it all the time. And, and so. Rager, well, did he was... one of the highest draw percentages? Like, you yeah, got no thing, for again. The one thing I think they're going to use Jalen Hurts for is, like, you know, they use Tyson Hill, like, in yeah. New Orleans. I was like, that, that's exactly what I was thinking they're going to use him Whoa. for. No, 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 no. You do not draft. Wait, 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 wait. He was okay, too okay, high of a okay. draft pick to be a Taysom Hill style character for the no, not at all. No. Well then what okay, then what then what would you do with him? Oh, I don't know. I wouldn't draft him that high. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I, I, that's not that's that, that's what I'm thinking they're gonna do with him. That's what I'm I, I they may end up to doing something honest, different. I don't know. Eagles. They may end up using him as a running back or a wide receiver. Who knows? He can he can do all he can play the other positions just as well as he can play quarterback. Be, He's built. He. To be honest, if I'm the Eagles, I wouldn't have drafted him at all. I wouldn't have drafted. I, mean, I would have drafted. Yeah, I would have went with another wide now, receiver. But... Well, yeah. I don't know who. I, I yeah. wanted them to pick up KJ Hamler, but the Broncos had a better idea. I'll take. Can, can we talk about the Broncos for a second, Logan? Yeah, I want to talk about Go them really it. quick. Their uh, wide receiving core is going to be freaking uh, nuts. I don't know if you saw who they picked in the first round. Judy. But uh Judy. Yeah. Jerry Judy. Yeah. Jerry Judy. Yep. Hold on a second. Let me get to them really quick here. That entire division, I think, that's gonna be now normally the NFC East is like the tightest division. Like you have Eagles, Giants, Cowboys are always up there battling, <laughs> and then you have like either a combination of the Redskins or Giants. Yeah, they, the I, all the teams go. I just like, want to be but, I just want to. Yeah, I was gonna say. I just want to be really quick. When you say up there battling, it's we're up there battling with records of of uh, six and seven, man. <laughs> Nine is like we're yeah. trying to figure out who's gonna be like the most mediocre of the of the world. Oh, you mean like what the NFC East was like last exactly. year? Yeah, exactly. Or the year before, or all of the years. Yeah, but that, I, yeah, that's that too. <laughs> but the thing is. I can see that. Out of what the case, what, but, so. what the Broncos got for Drew Locke was very, very good. They they got two very good wide receivers. K.J. Hamler is very explosive. If you, it, it, He's a deep threat any day of the week. Jerry Judy, I don't even have to say anything about him. He's freaking unreal. Uh, and they also got some uh, – they Wait. got a guard. They got some defense for him, and they got a tight end for him out of Missouri. I'm not even going to attempt to say his last name because I would screw it up. Oh, but yeah. they got, but, but they got some very. Good, I think the Broncos had one of the top five drafts. I, I in, in my opinion, they did. I, I follow, I follow them too because my brother's a fan of them. I, so I, I follow them a little bit. 
But that's I think I, I'm I'm looking at their positions and all the people they got right now. It, it looks very good. In I, my opinion, I think the Broncos had an excellent draft. Um, and I I will even go as far as say the um cornerback in the third round from Iowa. I I really yep. like that kid. I think that was a great value pick. Me too. I was kind of surprised they went with KJ. To be fair, I thought they would go with a running back. I yeah, so did I. I thought they did too, but who do they have for a running back? I forget his name, Phillip but he was Lindsay. really good. Life. Who the Broncos? Yeah, Phillip yeah, they Anderson. Philip Lindsay. Philip Lindsay, that's who it is. Yeah, so to pronounce that name, it's actually kind of funny you mentioned that name. So during the broadcast, his name apparently means something about God is with us and the devil doesn't control me. Um, oh, unique his name, name is his name is like bananas amazing when yeah. you look at the meanings. I saw the meanings as well, and I'm like, this guy's not one to be messed with. <laughs> like, that's not... <laughs> They named this guy like I'll end you. Don't step to me. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. But all right, so now we're gonna get into my Steelers. Um, a lot, to- <laughs> <laughs> especially after the season we had last year. We're not even gonna get into that. Yeah. <laughs> um. So first off, I really like the Claypool pick here. Um, Claypool led Notre Dame in everything: receiving yards, touchdowns, pretty much every record that Notre Dame had. He led him in this year. Um, so I like that pickup. It gives them a little bit of size to match up with their pickup that they got from the Colts and Eric Ebron um, in the offseason. So I think that's going to give them some size, that receiver. Um, the next pick was Alex Highsmith, um, the DN from Charlotte. I, I can see him not really playing a lot of DN. I can see him playing more outside linebacker, maybe behind that. That's where his position is listed as Logan. Yeah, TJ Watt. Um, but Yeah, he, outside linebacker. Him and TJ Watt will be good together. Yeah, for sure. But my opinion, the pick that is going to be the most explosive for them and and the key guy for them was Anthony McFarland Jr. Um, out of Maryland. He's actually the teammate to Mike Tomlin's son, Dino, who is a redshirt freshman at Maryland, the running back. This guy, um, he's explosive. He's fast. He's only 5'9", but he can catch it out of the backfield, and he gives them that weapon that we had when we had Le'Veon Bell. Now, I'm not comparing him to Le'Veon Bell, but – I think he fits Connor well. Like, Connor's the power guy, and then you have um, you have Jalen Samuels, who's going to have to compete with um, McFarlane. So I think this is a really good pickup there for the Steelers. They only had six draft picks. They yeah, did. They, they used Fitz, um, oh, they got Fitzpatrick, didn't they? Then they trade, like, three draft picks for him. I want to say, I I think based on uh, Fitzpatrick's play, I think it is, uh, you know, he he was worth the pick that you gave up, the the pick or picks you gave up to get him. Um, I I think he's uh, definitely uh, helpful for them in the in the future. So I mean, you're kind of looking at like I look at it the similar way that like I look at like okay, the Cowboys gave up like a first round pick to get. uh, Cooper at one point, and I'm like, good, that worked out. Everything worked out. Do it. Do we got to do? Project's great. Like well, yeah, yeah, I really like the uh, Fitzpatrick trade. Um, another guy too, I want to look at Antoine Burks or Brooks, who's another Maryland player. Which I don't think it's ironic that Tomlin picked Maryland players. I mean, his son goes there. There was a talk earlier in the season that he was going to take the head coaching job at Maryland, but uh, 
Antoine Brooks is a small guy. He's he's only 213 pounds, but he can play that middle linebacker spot, which is a key position I think that the Steelers needed to work on. At, uh, at 219 pounds, he could play a middle linebacker a position? A hybrid. Remember Mark Barron came in, and he played that high, hybrid linebacker spot. He was a small guy. So I compare him a lot to that Mark Barron. And, of course, Barron played for the Steelers now, so – I don't know. Right, but Mark Barron shouldn't be a Mark Barron shouldn't be a linebacker. I two hundred twenty pounds. That's just too light. You know, Barron shouldn't be a linebacker. I mean, he's he played decent, but like he filled the hole. I thought he did pretty well. Like he's not Ryan Shazier, which I think overall they're trying to wait for him to come back. But I don't see that happening. That's a different story. Mark Barron is a safety, and he should be playing safety because he's a safety. Yeah, I agree. Okay, all over that. <laughs> I, think, I agree with sorry. that. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Don't mean a small, in 220 there, pounds. Mm-mm. He needs about to be about four inches taller and about 20 to 30 pounds heavier. <laughs> All, right. All right. Sorry to burst my bubble. No, I'm just messing. Um, anyway, so, yeah, I mean, overall, our teams did pretty well. Um, but let's talk more about the teams we have to go against this year. Um. I already Kyle, talked about mine. Start with you. You guys got the Buccaneers in your division. Like the pickup of Brady, the pickup of Gronkowski coming out of retirement, and worse at their. You guys have your work cut out for you this year. I feel. I I would agree. I think all of a sudden our division's scary again. Um, and unfortunately, I'm not really including the Panthers when I say that. <laughs> yeah, it makes me sad, but yeah, I mean, with the Buccaneers, you got Brady, Gronk, Mike Evans, all on the offensive side of the ball. So yeah, just just kill me now there. And yeah, you have Chris Godwin, not to mention that too. Which, right, right. And you mentioned <laughs> that. I think Tom Brady has his best two receivers he's ever played with to develop them. Oh, now, absolutely. You might say, yeah, he had Randy Moss and Wes Welker. But they were already names when they got there. Now, I'm not saying that Mike Evans isn't a big name. He's one of the best in the league. But Chris Godwin and Mike Evans together as a group, that is his probably most dangerous two that he's ever had to play with. I, I would completely agree. I mean, it, it's just scary. If if Winston, if Jameis Winston could put up the numbers he did with those receivers, and now you're going to replace him with someone much, much better and give him a tight end, I, right. I, I know not just one tight end, two of them. Yeah, like I know we can't cover them. It's flat out we're they're going to be able to throw the ball against against us. But I think where the Bucks are going to be in trouble is they only invested one pick at the tackle position, and it's a good pick. I like him. I like him a lot. But they had a lot of issues on the offensive line, and Brady's not used to dealing with it. Well, to be fair, Brady's uh, whole situation is um, I have four, I want to say four seconds to throw the ball as short of a distance as possible. Yeah. Uh, so he's, he's, I think with the line that he has, he's going to have the time to be able to dish the ball out to whoever he deems as his Julian Edelman, you know, nine yards down the field. So I think you're, I think he's still going to be in a situation where he's doing okay. And when they try to stop that thing, he can, he can possibly uh, take it a little bit further down the field. But, but I still think that he's going to have the line that's going to give him the time to get what he needs to get done done. Cause he's still Brady. 
and I think that kind of brings us to a larger issue here is um, coaches, what? Bruce Arians there, if I'm not mistaken. No, that's not right. No, it's Bruce Arians. That's yeah. Tampa Bay. So, yeah. so the question is, will Bruce Arians give Tom Brady the keys to the car? Because I think that's, yes. that's what's going to make this difference. I think he should. He don't, I don't think he has a choice, in I, my opinion. I <laughs> agree. You, if you give Brady the keys, I think that team's going to do really, really well. Um, they added pieces at running back, which I think were, were desperately needed. Yeah. yeah, he's not he's not Bill O'Brien. He didn't sell the car for two cigarettes <laughs> and a refrigerator. So <laughs> that DeAndre Hopkins trade boggles my mind. <laughs> Me too. I was very surprised when that trade went down. I'm like, why on earth would you trade him? He... I don't know if you saw the the Bill O'Brien meme actually. There was a meme out there about the kid. I guess he was reading somebody the riot act. He wasn't happy about something. I don't know what it was in his war room. And this, I guess it's his kid. He just, Bill O'Brien just walks away and the kid just sits there with the most awkward look on his face. I just died laughing when I saw that. I mean, there's no reason that that trade went down. My wife is a Texans fan. I, I find, I find joy in it all the time because she's like, I can't believe this happened. And I'm like, I can. You put Bill O'Brien in charge. That was crazy. Uh, that that trade was bananas. It literally was like, "Hey, uh, can I? I would like to have your house. I'll give you four paper clips and this piece of string. Are you interested? Yeah, we're in." <laughs> oh man, but yeah. So Kyle, um, where do you see the Panthers finishing this year overall record? Oh, I honestly, we're. I think we're going to sit right around five hundred. I think we added enough defensively. I think we have enough young pieces offensively that we're going to be competitive. Um, we're we're going to be a middle of the road team. It's I, I see us going third in the division. I think the uh, the Falcons are going to drop to to take the bottom spot. So yeah, okay, we're we're going to sit right around five hundred. We'll fit in with the NFC East. The <laughs> What the bottom of the list for the Falcons? You mean the Falcons are going to finish last in the division? I, I well, with a division of the New Orleans Saints, the new and improved Buccaneers, and what the Panthers did, yeah, I think they will. Have you seen what the wide receiving core is for the Falcons? I have, I have. I still <laughs> think they're going to drop, and I say that because I believe Todd Gurley's going to get injured again. Well, I wasn't worried about Todd Gurley. I don't think he's going to do that much. To be perfectly honest, with you. I'm talking about their like their wide receiving core. I know. I mean, I, I, mean, I mean, Matt Ryan. He has his choice of superstars that he wants to throw the ball to. I completely agree. I was at a game where they both just completely torched us. It was embarrassing. But without <laughs> game, without a running game to complement it. I think Matt Ryan is going to be forced into situations that he's going to be forced to throw the ball downfield, and it's going to lead to mistakes. That's that's a fair assumption oh. there. I, I, I think. Yeah. agreed. And, and they agreed. didn't do anything defensively. The foul, like they're not, they can't stop anyone. That's another. Yep. Mm-hmm. So let's move into Terrain and Josh's division of the NFC East. Now, one of the key stories out of this draft is we didn't mention the trades. There's a huge trade for the Redskins. The Redskins gave up their pro bowler, Trent Williams, yes. traded him to the 49ers, who Joe Staley was retired. 
And the Redskins pick up Shadiq Charles in the third round to to match Williams. He doesn't really match Williams. He has some maturity issues there. But uh, you guys are thinking probably at, at Philly and at uh, Dallas, you're like, okay, we don't have that big guy, Trent Williams, that to protect uh, your quarterback anymore in Haskins. Now we can go at him. Like, you guys are probably like a kid in the candy store. Yes, Trent Williams is gone. Uh, oh, yeah. Like, I, yeah. Yes. 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 100%. Yes. I wasn't uh before, and I'm certainly not afraid of him now. It, especially with uh, Lawrence going at him. Fucking let's do this. Yeah. <laughs> especially with Fuxer Cox in the middle for the Eagles. There's no way in hell they're stopping him now at all. Yes, yeah, so we'll start no with- way he's he, he's he's going to get the Haskins multiple times whenever they play him. We'll start with Josh. Uh, Josh, where do you see the Eagles finishing this season? Finishing, yeah, look, uh, overall record. Well, with that addition of Darius Slay, uh, here let me go to there. With Darius Slay, the whole Jalen Hurts pickup, you got Rieger, which again boggles my mind. You got Zach Hurts, you got. I'm not. I don't. I'm not sure what Jeffrey's going to do. Like that's still up in the air. If he's going to be there at the start of the year, or if he's not, he didn't do that much yesterday, but uh, last year, but he was hurt. Uh, I I see them competing with the Cowboys for the top of the division. Really, for sure. Uh, I probably see them probably going ten and four, ten and five. Oh, well, how, how many games do we have? 16? 16. 16. I, <laughs> sorry. Sorry, I, for, I, I forgot how many games it was. I see them go about 12 and 4, maybe 11 and 5. Wait, wait, what? Yes. That's, and they're going to be in second place. Oh, they're going to be in second place at, at 12 and 4? I see them. Uh, what, 12 and 4? Yeah. That's, maybe ah! with the Cowboys, with all the Cowboys that they get wow. with all the. What? <laughs> Not in that That's division. Like, not, not, yeah, there, nobody's going to be 12 before in that division. Yeah, I was going to say, what? <laughs> yeah, you guys keep on talking. And then whatever, yeah. You have really high hopes for those. I Eagles do. Fans. He's I an do. Eagles fan. You I, can't I, expect I said, 11, I said 11 and 5 or 12 and 4. Typical what's, Eagles what, fan. What's wrong with those? I don't understand what's wrong with those picks. I, I, I don't. Careful, guys. If we pick on them, we might throw something at us. <laughs> exactly, um, but Terrain, let's go to your end of the spectrum, the Cowboys. Um, okay, let's four. let's first start with I'm a Cowboys fan, so I'm fucking realistic about things that are going to happen to us. Um, yeah. I think that the Cowboys have uh, arguably one of the best, if not the best, offense that's out on the field, um, uh, day in and day out. I think that I think that the defense definitely leaves some to be desired, but has the ability to. Um, has the ability to hold on to games and sometimes change games. I think uh, we have, uh, you know, Vander Esch. We have um, some of the some some great defensive players that'll 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 do well. Um, but overall, I think we're looking at another nine and seven or ten and six season, which I think will be enough to win the division because our division is hilariously bad. 
Um, so the the idea of any of us going twelve and four to me, especially the Eagles squad, is is laughable at at least. Um, <laughs> I think I think that we are I think that we're looking at somewhere and you know I'd say somewhere between nine and seven and eleven and five. I think we will have a win a winning season. Um, I think that the Cowboys have shown that they have the uh, potential to do very well. But don't always do that. So I, I, I the potential completely sucking too. I agree. <laughs> that's that's, that's, that's why I wasn't hard. like. That's why I was like, we're gonna go thirteen and three and win the division because that'd be crazy. <laughs> I I said eleven and five. Okay, that's you not said twelve and four, and we would I we would go in second place. So legit, you just about said that? that you <laughs> said the Cowboys were gonna go thirteen and three and win the division. That's bananas. I'm saying that. I'm a Cowboys fan. That's crazy. <laughs> All right. I never said the Cowboys would go uh, 13 and 5. I never you said, said that. your team would go 12 and 4 and finish second in the division. What does that mean? Division. Explain how that. How, explain that. I can't. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I'm going with my All right, Let's right move now. on, guys. I can't. <laughs> Oh, That's my favorite answer of the day. I can't. Yeah. All right, all right, Logan. So you're asking us what what are the Steelers going to do here in the AFC North with the new and improved Browns and Joe Burrow with the Bengals and the Baltimore Ravens? How do the Steelers stand a chance? So, uh, the Ravens are going to whoop their ass. <laughs> Short answer: They don't. Long before, answer: before. They definitely don't. Before we get into that. I will say I do stick by Josh with one point. I do see the Eagles making the wild card. Yeah, well, they added another team, so that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, anyways, now let's get to the Steelers. Let's talk about the Ravens, first of all, which, in my opinion, had the best draft of any team. You pick up the best running back in J.K. Dobbins to make your team even scarier in the run game. He went late in the draft. I'm surprised how late he went. Agreed. And then I like the Patrick Queen pickup from LSU. They needed that. That was huge. I love Patrick Queen. I thought he was a great pick here. And now I'm not comparing him to Ray Lewis, but he could potentially be that middle linebacker like a Ray Lewis for the Ravens. He he need a defense. Yeah. So as far as the rest of the teams of the division, I do like the Burrow pickup from Bengals. I think he does fit that system, and I like the receiving um, that they put around him. However, a point was made earlier about the line. I do not see that line protecting Burrow enough for the Bengals to potentially make the playoffs. I do see them finishing, I'm going to say 6-10 and 10 this year um, with Burrow. Um, there is a couple things he needs to learn. One is arm strength. I don't know that he has the arm strength to be able to throw the ball deep if he would need to. Um, that's one thing that I worry about with Burrow. So I have the Bengals fourth in the division at six and ten. Um, the new look Browns, I think that they're probably behind the Ravens, the scariest team in that division um, with everybody that they have and everybody who they picked up, especially I like the Austin Hooper pickup. Um, that was a really key guy for them. Um, and then with David and Joku and then 
I believe they had another tight end that they picked up at the draft. So they got a lot of tight ends there. Um, I see them finishing third in the division at 500 of eight and eight. Um, and then, then we go to the Steelers at second of nine and seven. I do like the pickups that they made. Um, I don't see them making the wild card though, because there's a lot of teams in that AFC now um, that I can see getting the wild card spot before them. Now they did add another team. You didn't mention that terrain. They added an eighth team. Um, I, I don't know really how that system is going to work, but I do project the Steelers to be second in that division. Um, I do, I'm just hoping that Ben, Ben stays healthy. Um, I don't really like duck. I know that he did a lot of good stuff last year, but I'm not really sold on him. I don't trust him enough to be able to be a starter if Ben would go down. So that's why I see them finishing second in the division. So tell me behind the Ravens. Yep. Behind the Ravens. How do you justify the Steelers not picking up a quarterback in this draft? How do you do it? I, I don't like I, it bothers me that they didn't pick up a quarterback. To me, going into this draft, the guy I had on their list was Jake Fromm. I had them picking up Jake Fromm in the fourth round. And I don't know why, like, Jake Fromm, he went to uh, – who did he go to? Um, I don't know off the top of my head who he went to, but he went late. And I don't, I don't know why the Eagles didn't – He went to the Bills in the fifth round. Sorry. That's right. Yeah. He, he went, that was a surprise. That made no sense. Why is he a quarterback? Him? Like they no, they didn't. Yeah. It was it was the fifth round. They might have just been grabbing a guy to back up uh, to back up Josh, Josh Allen. Allen. Josh Allen. Well, to yeah. be and, and to be fair, sometimes Josh Allen fundamentally forgets the rules of football, so it makes sense that they want someone around there to be like, "Hey, Josh, don't just randomly throw the ball wherever you want to. That's not how this works. You can't cross the line of scrimmage ten yards and then throw the ball down the field. You can't do it." <laughs> Oh, man. But, yeah, that's why I, I don't. It boggles my mind that they don't pick up a quarterback. Because Ben Ben has, in my opinion, a year or two that's, left. Yeah, I would agree. Then, At best, yeah. 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 Um, next year, now, this is, this is again, this is, this is just me being a Steelers fan. Maybe <laughs> they tank and get Trevor Lawrence. I, I, I don't know. But I don't know of any other quarterbacks coming out next year. Um, besides Trevor Lawrence, that are worth picking up, to be honest. So, I think that them not going quarterback this year. Well, Trevor Lawrence is going to go number one overall next year. So, that's that's kind of out of the window for Unless the Steelers do unbelievably bad and they go, like, 2-14 and 14 or whatever. And they and they, and, 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 that, and they pick up – and they have to pick up Lawrence. That's the only reason – that's the only way I see them pick up Lawrence, unless they trade up, which I don't think they will. It's also hard to it's also hard to do that when your starting quarterback is a quarterback that wants to win, right? Like yeah. that's why that's why the Dolphins had so much trouble tanking what they were trying to do because Fitz still was going out trying to win football games. Ben is going to be going out trying to win football games, so you're not necessarily going to be having like a situation where you know you can tank in 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 you know the grand scheme. Right, right. That makes that totally makes sense. You, you can't really do that. I don't see the Steelers having as good as a record as what you're claiming, man. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, let me bring it back to right, this. I, I, I got to go back to it. I mean, Baltimore's obviously wow. winning the division. Um, I think as long as coaching doesn't completely screw the Browns, I think Browns are going to get second easily. 
I think you're gonna have. I really think the Steelers are gonna have maybe maybe five wins. I would. I wouldn't go that low. I would go six or seven. I don't think. I don't think five. I think that's a little too low. But like, what do I know? My record for the Eagles is out of the window anyway. So what the hell do I know? <laughs> wow. But that's an interesting way to rank them. All right. So. Bigger question. I don't know if you guys can answer this. It might be a little early, um, but Super Bowl next year. Who do you see in it? Want to give a prediction now? Oh boy, um, that's tough. I'm ready to give my prediction. Yeah. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Okay. Cowboys. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you one thing. No, I don't think that. I will say this though. Um, I I think I almost got the prediction right. Uh, this year. And it's going to be a very similar one from from last year. I think the Chiefs will be in the Super Bowl again, defending their title. Um, and if I'm if I'm pressed for an NFC team that I think will get there, I'm still going with the Saints. I think the Saints are hungry. I think Drew Brees wants to stop playing football, and to do that, he has to win another one before he quits. So I think if he at least makes it there, he'll feel better and can go, I can walk away. So I'm going to say Saints-Chiefs with Chiefs winning. I'm going to go – okay, you you go, Kyle. I'll go next. No, no, go ahead. I was just shocked that he has the, um, the Chiefs winning. I have the actually I have the Chiefs winning too. I have the Chiefs going to the Super Bowl, and I have them playing. Hmm, I'm going to pick from the NFC. Uh, There's not a lot to pick in the NFC. Well, it has to be the Eagles. I mean, they, the Eagles won twelve. No, to, no. The Eagles won twelve games, so it might be that. <laughs> no, I actually have to go with the Saints too. I I can't think of another team. I, I have to think of that. I have to think of that too. The Saints are going to be unbelievably good this year, and so are the the Chiefs. I don't have to say anything about them. They they're just off the charts good with everything. They have the quarterback. They have the okay. tight end. They have the offensive line. The only thing that's questionable for the Chiefs is their defense, and yeah. that's and, and 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 that's not even a big question mark. That's more that's more of a small one. So I'm going. I'm I'm doing with Tyre. I'm going with Chief. I'm going with Chiefs and Saints. But I'm gonna go. The Saints are gonna win it, and and and, and Drew Brees and Drew Brees will retire. And I, that's my prediction, Josh. I'm going with you there, and that's why that's why I was surprised on Terrain's pick. I'm taking the Saints to win it. Um, I think Drew Brees is gonna ride off into the sunset, and I think it's well deserved. Me too. Um, where I'm gonna throw a ranch here is I'm gonna go out on a limb. And I'm going to say the Baltimore Ravens take the next step. Okay. Okay. I think they're going to make it. But the only reason I think they do is I think the the Chiefs are going to suffer a major injury. And I think that's what's going to happen. Wait. So you are are predicting. You're like, all right. Here's what's going to – there will be a major injury that happens to the Chiefs that allows the Ravens to get by them in the playoffs. Is that – that's correct? That's what you're saying? That's exactly what I'm saying. Okay. Okay. That's crazy, but okay. (laughs) So, I'm going to say one thing. Kyle, I completely agree with you. I believe this year the Madden curse is going to become – 
what it is, a Madden curse. Patrick Mahomes goes down, gets hurt. What? Wait, what? Wait, wait, stop, wait. I need this to stop for one second for the (laughs) sheer fact that, no, 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 if we're we're bringing Madden to this, that's where I have some fucking expertise. And let's be real, Brady. Was on the was on the uh, was on the cover of Madden. Fucking got to the Super Bowl. Uh, Patrick That's Patrick Mahomes got to the cover of Madden. Won the Super Bowl. The curse is over. The curse has been dead. Next is Lamar Jackson. So if you're saying there's a curse, Lamar Jackson will fall ill to the curse. If that's what you're saying. But Lamar will win the Super Bowl, and then the following year fall ill. So it, it tends to happen the following year. So, yes, while you say Brady made the Super Bowl, what happened the next year? Brady got hurt. That was the year that I think Garoppolo came in to cover. I don't, yeah. I I don't think so because I think he came I, – I think – here's the thing. I think – hasn't Brady been on multiple – that yeah, let's keep going. You keep going. I'm going to look some stuff up. <laughs> yeah, and, and then the Mahomes thing. Yes, he won a Super Bowl, and I almost thought it – like early in the year he went down. I'm like, okay. The curse is happening now earlier than it normally does. And I hate to be, bring a video game into this, but nine times out of ten, the curse does show itself. So that's why I picked for the Super Bowl, I picked the Ravens. And I'm not going to say the Saints. I'm not going to go with the Saints. I see the 49ers coming back and, and repeating as NFC champions. I don't I see, see that. With all the, the trades running. that they made, I do not see that happening. They dismantled their team. Yeah. I don't, I don't know about that. I, I like the Trent Williams pickup. I really do. And I like, obviously, I think Garoppolo, a great guy. Um, I, I like what they did there. Um, the only thing I really don't like is the receiver that they picked up with um, that they got. If they the do end up yeah. making it to the Super Bowl, Logan, it's going to be carried by their defense. That's right. going to happen. Well, well, teams have figured out uh, when they play the – well, and I'll say this, it, it didn't really seem to like come across that much in the playoffs, but teams should have figured out by now, if you just make Garoppolo throw the football, you probably are going to do pretty well in that game. Like, you're probably going to do all right. He's not that good of a quarterback. He was a, he's, gross, he's grossly so overpaid. Oh, I- that's, and that's you my own personal defense, opinion. Like, like yes, they lost Buckner, but they got Buckner's replacement. Yeah, but they also got, lost Goodwin to the Eagles. Armstead. True. I, I don't know, but yeah, like like I said, my prediction: uh, Ravens, 49ers, another repeat of the Super Bowl, and Ravens end up winning. Okay. I mean, it's not bad. It's, yeah. it's not a bad pick for those, but it's I un- see. We we. But, but 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 with one more year for Drew Brees, I don't see Drew Brees. Accepting anything less than a Super Bowl bid this year, I I, I really don't. He's he's going to play his heart out. He really like like he doesn't play his heart out already. But with it being his last, this will be his last year. Even if he doesn't make it to the Super Bowl, I think. Ooh, I'll say this. Oh, sorry, Kyle. Go ahead. My apologies. Well, no, that's all right. I was just going to say. I think if if they don't win the Super Bowl, I think Breeze goes in one more. Only because he knows that organization does not have his replacement yet. He's gonna stay as long as he can to try and help the team get it. How old is he? 
I, I think, think Jameis was his replacement. I think they do have his replacement. They, they did just sign him. I think Taysom Hill is his replacement. That's a pretty sucking replacement if they got Jameis Winston to replace Drew Brees. Exactly. Uh, no, I think Taysom Hill. No. Is his no. No. He's no. not his replacement. He's a utility player, Logan. Yeah. He's, he's not a full-time QB. You can put him in at any position on the field. Right, you know, but they need a replacement. For, Drew Brees doesn't play every position. They need someone to replace Drew Brees, not to be everywhere on the field. Taysom Hill is an amazing utility player and not the replacement for um, uh, for Drew Brees. Yeah, no, absolutely not. That said, that said, and and here's the thing, and Logan, I just want to make sure that you're aware because you you I think it's very fair to point out that Jameis Winston has actually completed more passes to Saints players than Taysom Hill has. Uh, Jameis Winston has completed ten passes to, to Saints players. Taysom Hill has only completed seven. So that's got to be why they picked him up. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. So, Kyle, um, let's address the elephant in the room. Cam Newton, where do you see him ending up? He's still a big. That's a great player. question. Um, take away this pandemic, I don't think Cam Newton's going to be sitting in free agency. I think he'd already be taken because nobody can get their doctors to look at him to clear him. And I think that's the only reason he's still sitting in free agency. I have been. What do you think? Go ahead. I, I don't. I have no idea where he could end up. I'm going to be honest with you. Out of every single quarterback issue has been addressed now, other than the New England Patriots. That's, that's the only. Way, that's the only that's, team that's I see him going to as well. Yep. But I hate the Patriots. I don't want to see that happen. I I don't know that he, he does fits it, that offense either. And he doesn't fit Belichick. And the way he put, he does things, it, so that'll be an interesting it, thing to overcome. It's just it's so there. interesting seeing this now. Do I potentially see Cam Newton getting picked up later in the season? Yeah, I could see that happening. And on a on a surprise, I I think if you have Matthew Stafford go down again, I think Detroit's an interesting interesting concept for Cam. I think that would be a good fit for him. Um, spread him out wide, allow him to run. But I could see him going to Detroit if he gets hurt. Yeah, yeah, but Matthew Stafford has to go down for them to pull that trigger on Newton. Yeah, yeah, that's the only way it's happening. I think Uh, I agree. I think I think that I think that Detroit is pretty clear that they believe in Stafford. Um, but I, I do think that if if Stafford goes down, they might throw in. Yeah, you know, uh, him as like a mercenary in a sense to just salvage the rest of the season if, you know, for whatever reason. And then that could at least give him an audition for uh, the following season uh, as to where he would play uh, going forward. So, I no, I, I agree with that. Plus, is, is it an estimate if Cam comes in and does well going into next season, whether your team made the playoffs or not, you now have trade capital. You have two starting quarterbacks that you can trade out that a lot of people will pay for knowing they're healthy. I agree. With Ben being, with ben being on this last year, uh, Logan, do you ever see, like, in the next couple of years, say say Cam doesn't play this year at all and he, he sits the season out because I've seen that we, – we've seen that happen yeah. before. Do you see him going to the Steelers after Ben retires? 
I don't know about that one. I, I don't really see him going to the Steelers. I think I think our quarterback is coming from college. Um, our quarterback of the future, who it is, I don't know when that's going to happen. Mason Rudolph. Ben, if he stays healthy, could play two more Mason years. Rudolph doing good. <laughs> Not me. We, we know how well he's real good. The he's the quarterback <laughs> of the future. Here's the thing, yeah. Logan. You already said there's yeah, no the good quarterbacks coming up in this next draft. If this is it, Ben. That I know. If of. this is it for Ben, do you take Cam as a bridge quarterback, just like the Panthers are with Teddy? I can see that. I can see him coming in as that bridge, but again, I don't know that he fits that scheme, though. I think that's well, fair because the the, the Steelers have not had a situation where they had a um, quote mobile unquote quarterback who you know was able to move around in the pocket, uh, move around um, in the backfield. Uh, you know, fucking run for the yards, run for the touchdowns. They they have Ben, who is like, I'm a giant brick wall. If you show up and try to stop me, I'll throw you on the ground, make you look stupid, while I then throw either a great touchdown pass or a hilarious interception. So, like, they don't have um, – they did they haven't played in a way with that that fits the style of a Cam Newton quarterback. And the way and in the way that the organizations run too, with the Rooney family owning the Steelers, I forget how many years they've owned the Steelers. They've owned them forever. With with them and Cam Newton's personality, like I know, like I I'm not the one that brought this conversation up, but even with that, I don't see that happening either. Because with Cam's personality and the way that organizations run, and the way Mike Palmer likes to run everything like outside, like off the football field. I think that would just be buttonhead. That'll be like a that'll be like an Antonio Brown two point I don't know if I'd go. I said well, not not as bad, but it would be know. along now those lines. It won't be Antonio Brown. That was a one in a million type thing that happened with him. He just went off the deep end, but yeah, that's, that's another story. The last quarterback we had that was mobile, I believe, was Cordell Stewart, and that didn't even that's work factual. Out. Yep. Yeah. So see, I. So I, I think, think Cam would fit with the Steelers, though. I'll be honest with you. With with all the injuries, with all the surgeries, Cam's not running the way he used to run. I think he he's mo- still mobile in the pocket, but I don't think he's moving out. He's still a big-arm quarterback, big, strong ma- man in the pocket there. He's Big Ben that isn't slow as hell. That's it. I agree. I, I, I like I like that thought process. I kind of agree with that where it's like he's Big Ben, but not. Like he's he's Big Ben, but maybe with you know some more attributes that can be used. Uh I like that, Kyle. I'm in. I'm in, Kyle. I'm all on over. I'm all over that. All right. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's definitely it's definitely in the realm of possibility. I don't know if it'll work out or anything if it actually does happen, but it's definitely not an impossibility of that ever happening. I can I, I can totally see that. I would agree. All right. So another interesting question I have for you guys. Um, this might be a little tougher one to answer. When we were going over Super Bowl predictions, none of us had our teams right. making it there. What one player, not one player, maybe a couple of key players they can sign in free agency, do you think that or the need that they have that could potentially make them a playoff caliber team or a Super Bowl caliber team. Is there anybody out there you can see them picking up in free agency to get them to that level? Well, the Eagles, I think already got theirs with Slay. In my opinion. So you think that they, 
that they make it to the playoffs. With I think I think they make the wild card or the top division, one of the two. I don't know. I don't know which one. I don't know which one's going to be. But uh, I think Darius Slay with that addition of him on the corner with Jalen Mills on the other side and Darby, I think they have a very good. That was one of the big things that the Eagles had bad last year was a was a defensive backfield. But I think Darius Slay kind of like answered that question a little bit. So I think with that with, with Darius Slay with them adding Darius Slay, I think it was a very very good add on to the team. So I think the Eagles already made their trade that they thought they would go over the top with. But I don't think that there's anybody that I'm seeing specifically that is on the market or available for, to put the Cowboys over the top for the sheer fact that I think the Cowboys getting over the top is more of a, an institutionalized issue um, like they're, I don't know if it's, uh, you know, I, I like the, I like the hiring of Mike McCarthy as the coach. I think that we have a, a coach who has won and has knows the formula to win. Um, I think we need the, uh, the players to, you know, subscribe to a notion that we can win and we need to play this that way day in and day out. I don't think it's for, for a while now, I don't think it's been like, the Cowboys don't have the talent. I think it's the mental state or what have you that have really kind of fucked us in a uh, fuck the Cowboys in, in a way that like has been rough, by the way, really sorry if you don't allow cursing on your podcast. <laughs> Cause I didn't. Okay, good. I'm like, Go I don't think it. you told I... me and I've been saying horrible things throughout. <laughs> no, it's completely. All right. Train, just say what you mean, man. But, Jason Garrett's the reason you guys weren't going over the top. Can I just say, oh, Jason Garrett being on the being on the Giants, good. Oh, I can't wait. Oh, I love it. I'm so excited to play against <laughs> Jason Garrett and Dan Jones. Come get some. Let's do this. <laughs> um, as far as the Panthers, I mean, looking at the top ten players in free agency, you got Cam Newton, uh, you got Clowney. You got uh, Denard, the cornerback from Cincinnati, Griffin, Logan Ryan, Prince of Mukamara, Kelvin Beach from Eric Reed. Like, there's there's no one great outside of those top three, maybe four. Um, the Panthers, I, I'm – unfortunately, I have to say there's no one here that's going to be able to help us get there. The Panthers have a lot of pieces that need to happen still. So – no, I, I I don't think there's anything we can do to to put us into the playoffs this year. Okay, that's fair enough. And as for my Steelers, um, one name that s- speaks out to me is I mentioned earlier on that the one need we didn't address is we need that middle guy. Um, and there's one player on the team right now. I feel you can move T.J. Watt to that middle linebacker position, but if we pick up Jadavian J- Clowney. Oh, play that outside linebacker for us. I think that that it's enough. He's of a more defense. of a defensive lineman, though, Logan. I don't think he would switch to linebacker. Jadavion Clowney is one of those players. I feel you can right. Him on the He's edge. no, no. no. I, I'm with uh, Logan. I'm with you. He would be a great OLB to be someone who goes and gets after the quarterback. I'm with it. I, I, I'm, I'm scared of that. Is is what I'm saying. Like. 
I think that's very logical because it frightens me. What defensive scheme are the Steelers running right now? Are, are they still, uh, right are they, now? They're still a three-four. Still, then yeah, then yes, I can see Clowney doing doing the OLB. More than I see that. Because they because they could drop him into a on onto the line or they can move him back if they need to. I right. can see that. Yeah. I, I can't I can't yep. see him playing linebacker permanently. I can't see that. He's he, he the way he played in college at South Carolina and the way he played whenever he went to Seattle and what, what's the other team? I forget the other team he played for. That was That's right, yeah. And the Texans. He played on the defensive line almost exclusively. I'm not saying he can't play linebacker. I'm sure he'll be good at it. But I would not leave him there. I would switch him. I'm going to ask a a question that might sound dumb for a podcast that's been talking about football for the past hour. But, um, like, legitimately isn't, like, you know, if you run a 3-4, it really just gives you an excuse to have, you know, uh, a lot, uh, you know, an outside linebacker who is not necessarily a down lineman who can, who still goes in and gets the quarterback. That's wasn't uh, Von Miller, you know, a an outside linebacker. Yeah, he was. I, I'm right. not a lot of he was. Von Miller. <laughs> okay. Dude, I love Von Miller. Not after that. I, I, I love Von Miller. I have a lot of questions about I'm not allowed to talk about Von Miller, but I will say like that that for for me that's like what Clowney is. He's a guy who rushes the quarterback in whatever way that, you know, whatever way the scheme calls for. So if the scheme is he's the the outside linebacker but he's going in to get the QB, that works. That makes sense. Well, yeah, and they need that guy in the middle, I feel. And they can move TJ to that middle. TJ could oh, yeah, easily play now. middle linebacker. Mm. So I feel that that's the best fit that could potentially have those Steelers not be third or fourth <laughs> like Kyle thinks. That's black. It's happening. <laughs> but potentially could compete with the Ravens if they can get the right pieces, like we said, at quarterback. So, so do you take so, the clowny pick, well, yeah, or do you possibly go for someone like Clay Matthews, an established linebacker, and save money? That, 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 that is a tough one, too. He's the guy I'm not allowed to talk about because he ended up costing my team the Super Bowl, yeah. just like Von Miller cost your team. Oh, that's, that's got it now. <laughs> but. <laughs> Welcome to the party, Terrain. Um, I may I may be drunk, but I got it now. I figured it out. <laughs> <laughs> the wine's drunk. gone. The bottle's gone. I'm done. <laughs> I. What do you mean? I'm not drinking oh, now. Man. I've already finished. <laughs> nice. So yeah, it was it was a great convo today, guys. I really enjoyed having you on. Um, I hope you guys liked it as much as I did, and I hope you guys are interested in the future. Um, to be back yep. on again, maybe. Always. Always I'd, be, I'd be more than happy to jump back in. I very much appreciate this. This is a big fun time for me. All right. Awesome, guys. All Thank right. you so much. See you, everyone. Be in touch, all right? Bye. Bye. Bye-bye.